Today's guest on the show is Parastu Madawi. She is the author of A Quest for Identity, recently self-published, and she came on to speak to me about her marketing process. I want to be honest with you, you are going to sense some tension throughout this episode, so please be prepared. We had an in-depth conversation about finding the ideal reader, and it was a difficult conversation to go through, but I am confident that if you listen to this, you may have a moment of breakthrough where you realize possibly for the first time not only the importance of finding your ideal reader, but exactly how you go about doing that. So please enjoy my interview with Parastu Madawi. And if you are interested in getting yourself some writer's block coffee or the writer's glove, my friend Ben Sobiek is going to be on the show coming up here very soon. He is the creator of both writer's block coffee and the writer's glove two of my favorite products specifically for writers. There'll be links to those in the show notes. As a reminder, if you choose to purchase, it's the only place where you can get a 10% discount on either of those items. They are not discounted anywhere else, but with affiliate partners like myself. So do take the opportunity to get your 10% discount by clicking on the link in my show notes and using the code at order TRBM. That's the reluctant bookmarketer. <laughs> that's the reluctant bookmarketer. And remember, there's no point in writing if nobody's reading. Hey, I'm the Reluctant Book Marketer, and I've got just one question for you. Do you see your novel as a million-dollar asset? Because if you don't, and you want to, you're in the right place. This is the only show for novelists who want to shift their mindset away from fear and toward abundance. Because you can sell more books than you ever dreamed when you believe in what you're doing. How are you finding readers for your book right now? Because you've, you've taken the choice to self-publish. When I uh, published my book for the first week, it was just the um, emotion of like, you know, getting the book published. Um, after a week, the really hard part hit me, which is marketing. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, there are like really uh, great marketers and PRs like out there that I can uh, reach out to, but I just wanted to take it upon myself and uh, do a little bit of marketing. Uh, what I did, um, to be honest, uh, so far, the first thing I did, I bought uh, Joanna Penn's book about marketing. Yeah. I read it two, three times. Awesome. And I made some notes, like what to do. I'm not big in social medias, to be honest. Okay. Um, I'm from a different generation. Mm -hmm. It's uh, our generation is just like phone calls. My kids' generation, emails and texts. Um, should I tell you a story like how I got my book, like, started like marketing should I tell you a story or 
I'm just interested in how you how you actually are reaching your readers. So however, however you are reaching your readers right now, just talk to me about that process. If it's one-on-one, if you're making phone calls, if you're going to events, whatever you're doing to reach people, because other people are in a similar situation to you. Maybe they're scared of social media. I would encourage them not to be because it's pretty tough to get a lot of readers without using social media. But you know, it's possible, absolutely picking up the phone will work. So I'm just curious about your story of how you're getting your book into readers' hands. Beautiful. Okay, let me um, start by telling a story. The story started like three years ago. Three years ago, on my birthday, my son gave me uh, Michelle Obama's book, Becoming. And I read that book. It's amazing. And at that time, I was writing my own memoir. And I had nightmares about like how to publish my book and how to get it in the hands of readers. And I could not sleep. Like, you know, I had sweats and then, oh my goodness, I cannot even tell you. Anyway, long story short, uh, June 22nd of this year, with the help of great uh, team, I published my book. And when I published my book, I started like, okay, after a week, I started like marketing. What should I do? Um, I taught about like phone calls and then the places that I visited and I said, okay, I will start with that places, uh, which is like right now, my book is live online on so many um, bookstores like uh, Barnes and Noble, uh, Indigo, Walmart. Indigo chapters is huge in Canada. And I visited Indigo chapters with my children when they were kids. And I can spend a day, days in Indigo chapters and with my coffee, sit down and read. It was my dream to have my book on their shelf. It started there. And I thought like, okay, how can I bring my book on Indigo's shelf? I start calling. I called around and um, Indigo chapters in one of the places that I called, they uh, transferred me to the manager who is responsible for consignments and events. And I talked to him, his name is Cody McLean, amazing person. And we talked about my book and he said, why don't you send me the information? I emailed him the information about my book and I also ordered a copy of my book to him. Couple weeks later, Joey, I received an email from him that he signed, uh, booked a um, book signing for me and also asked me to bring my books that he will put on the shelf. I cannot tell you the day that I delivered 10 copies of my book to their store, which is in um, Endlington and uh, Young Street in downtown Toronto. It felt like the day that I um, uh, took my kids to university, the first day, it it was the same feeling. And when I went to the store, I I saw, I met with um, Cody and he took me to the place, like to the shelf to put my book uh, there. It was like biography category. And guess what? Where he put my book? Becoming Michelle Obama, Barack Obama. That's really cool. And uh, Angela's Ashes, uh, uh, Frank McCourt, the biggest uh, memoirist, and Ernest Hemingway, and many others that inspired me. And my book was 
like put among those books. It was like so real. And when Cody shook my hand, I just said, I wanna have one minute alone in this section to, to make everything like sink in and realize it's real. Um, and then last week I had a book signing event with them, um, which is great. I started like by uh, calling people around in bookstores and uh, that's how I have been like keeping myself busy so far. Yeah. And have you been able to, to bring a lot of new readers to the book? Was it a well-attended book signing? How did you, how did you get people to it? And, you know, did you, did you see really good interaction from it? Uh, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad to be honest with you. Um, um, a few people, uh, yeah, about like, yeah, a few people bought the book and then amazing thing happened. It's a, a young girl like approached. She had, she had like five books in her hand and then, um, she wanted to pick my book and she asked about my book and I told her a little bit. And then she asked for advice. She said like, what kind of advice would you give for a 20 years old girl like me? Uh, I said like the best thing I would tell you, just find yourself and uh, discover who you are as a person, as a woman. That's the first key uh, to the road of success. Good. So you're doing you're doing some book signings. You're connecting with some readers. What what other kinds of outreach are you doing to to try to get your book into readers' hands? Um, I gave flowers. Word of mouth. I think word okay. of mouth is the biggest thing. Like anywhere I go, like I go to to the gym, I go. Um, I talk to people and I um, gave them a flyer of my book. And the coffee shop I go, like the people I know, I just talk to them and tell them about my book and then give them a flyer of my book. Um, uh, I signed up uh, with authors and writers in Toronto. Um, I meet with them and I talk about my book. Um, a couple weeks ago, I, had a, I joined an event with Mississauga Writers Group. I talked about my book. Um, yeah, these are the things that I have been doing. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I reaching out to like so many like events and talk to them and see if they can help me with that. So tell me, who would be your ideal reader? What is what's the person who, if if that person picks up your book, thinks, oh, this was written specifically for me, and I have to read it, and this book has the ability to to change my life. My target readers are um, basically, I would say, men and women um, age 18 and above, even like younger. Um, I would say like, yeah, men and women above 18 and women like who um, lost their youth, especially uh, in uh, countries like us in Afghanistan, like in war uh, for them. And the people that um, who really wants to know who they are as a person to everyone, like just to discover who they are. And the people that um, do not let, take life for granted, like live in uh, countries like less fortunate countries like Afghanistan and countries like um, war torn countries. So are you trying to reach out to readers in Afghanistan? Are you able to do everyone, that? Everyone all over the world, like all over the world. Yes. Okay. 
And I'm, I don't know how much marketing you've researched or studied or anything, but typically finding the narrowest footprint you can, going as niche as you can, finding that one person who really is going to be perfectly made for your book. That's the person you want to start with. It sounds like you've done some thinking on that, but maybe not a ton of developed marketing on figuring out that that person who's going to read your book. So what I'm hearing you say is that people who come from countries where there's war, not a lot of freedom, but not necessarily uh, men as much as women, you really focused more on women. Would you agree that the book will will speak not more to women? women? Not only women, not only women, sure. all men and women, uh, less fortunate people, like especially the people like who lived in a war-torn countries like us, and they lost their youth, like me. And uh, it's it's for everyone. It's this book is not only for those people. It's for whoever wants to find themselves. It's for them. And uh, yeah. You have a feeling that the the broader you make your audience, the more it's going to sell. Or uh, have you have you done any thinking about realizing that if you if you can't narrow down, you can't focus on a group of people to get excited. You mentioned how important word of mouth is. The only way to create word of mouth is for somebody to be so excited about something that they can't shut up about it. So the way that I would say this to you is: think about a restaurant that you love going to. You, you talk about that restaurant. You're like, oh, this is my favorite restaurant. I don't know what that place is for you, but I know it just popped up in your mind. And you immediately thought of five or six people that you've invited to go to that restaurant with you. Then there's McDonald's. If you're in a pinch, you'll stop at a McDonald's and grab a, a small fry, or maybe not. Maybe you just will never eat fast food, but there's that place, that fast, casual place. You'll never recommend it to anybody, but you'll stop in, you'll grab some food, you'll be on your way. That's like your book. You need to find the people who rave about the restaurant and get the book in their hands because you can talk to anybody from anywhere who is from a war-torn country and didn't have advantages and they might read your book and enjoy it. They might give it a four-star rating or a five-star rating and, and maybe leave a review possibly. But if you want a raving fan, you have to be so absolutely focused on who you wrote to. Who's, who's the group of people you have to change their life? Like you couldn't live with yourself if your book didn't end up in their hands. Do you have that person in mind? Yes. I have, um, by end of this book, uh, I raised a message uh, that um, I am a citizen of the world and I live like, um, can we cut for a minute? Yeah, I can cut anything out that you want. I'm so sorry. Like right now, honestly, like give me one second. Yeah, I just fine. drink a little bit of water and then I come back. Thank you. Okay. Yep. Chances are you're listening to this show because I reached out to you through Twitter and I wanted to tell you there's a secret to how I'm doing what I'm doing and it's one you can replicate. I use a tool called Social Dog. Social Dog makes it easy for me to schedule all my tweets in one convenient place. It allows me to look at all of my followers and see who's interacting with me. I can dive really deep into the analytics and use social media to its fullest. If you're interested in learning more about Social Dog, check out the link in the show notes where you can get discounts up to 40% by using my affiliate link. So check it out in the show notes and consider upping your Twitter game today.
Sorry about that. No worries. Whenever you're ready. Sorry, what was the question again? Who is your ideal reader? I'm just trying to dive deeper. We got to we got to get deeper into who your ideal reader is because I think you you've had a great moment in your career where you've released your book to the world and that is a massive feat. So many people dream of writing a book, never accomplish it. Uh, there are statistics out there. It's hard to know which ones are real, but I would venture to say less than 5% of people who set out with the goal to write and publish a book actually achieve that goal. So you've done a great job, but your book is meant to be read and you've had trouble finding your reader. That's what I'm hearing you say. Um, and you feel vulnerable to admit that maybe you haven't sold as many copies as you want to. And so part of what this show does is talk to people who are in that exact situation and we'll try to brainstorm right for everybody else to hear how you can leave this interview with a, with a plan to reach more readers. Cause that's your goal. You yeah. want your book to be in a lot of readers hands. Um, and so because you don't yet have a really defined niche, that's our discussion is how can you find that niche? How can you find the reader who, when they hold the book, it's so valuable to them. They would rather have it than money. Um, actually, this book is for everyone. It's uh, I'm not saying everyone, but it's uh, for, first of all, it's for uh, people that who wants to uh, discover themselves, like who they are as a person. That's like a self-discovery to know, um, who you are, it's for them. And it's for the people that who lost their youth, who lost their uh, life uh, in the process of war. War stole their um, youth, their childhood, their adulthood. Like I lost my youth um, uh, in war. That's This book is for them. And it's um, also, this book is for... Uh, everyone that we as a human being we are connected to one another uh these borders between us it's not necessarily it's separating us we're all one and we just cross path with one another and help one another this is this book is for them because it tells the story of how i got helped when i left my country and uh, for men and women, that's, that's what I think it's for, for everyone. It's, it's really clear that you have a passion um, to share your book with people. And I love, I love your passion to try to speak to people. Um, I want to point out a few things that you said to me. You, you started by saying it's for everyone, but then you qualified it down and said it's for people from war-torn countries. It's people who want to discover themselves. So you're, you're already doing some of the work of trying to narrow it down. You understand, I think, that, that this is not a book that's meant for somebody who's involved in gang violence in Chicago. This is not a book for that person. The language in it is not going to resonate with them. The themes are not going to resonate with them. They're in war-torn country. Um, Chicago is a, a high crime city in the United States, but a gang member from Chicago doesn't want to read this book. And that's okay because this book's not for a gang member in Chicago. Um, you also said that it's for people who have come from, from less privileged backgrounds. And so I can step out and tell you this book is not for somebody who's had a really easy upbringing and enjoys life and feels like they've already discovered themselves. And that's okay. 
You just don't want to waste your time trying to speak to everyone because your book is specific. It's made for somebody and the person who it's absolutely made for is going to benefit from it. And so you want to spend your precious life, your precious energy, finding that person. So dive deeper with me. We know that the the people who are going to really resonate with this probably come from a country or a city that has high crime or somewhere where they were exposed to physical violence and a high level of danger. And they're hoping to escape that violence. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So build on that. Tell me a little bit more. How how can we get more specific than that? Actually, um, this book has uh, several points. It's not only for the people that who lived in a war-torn country. It the story starts. It it's also for the people that who wants to discover themselves, like as I did. Um, Nowadays you see like even privileged people that live here and have like access to everything, but yet they're lost. They don't know who they are as a person, as a woman, as a man, and they don't know what they're like, what is the life about? Like, what are their goals in in life? It's for them. It's that's like, I just wanted to tell them my experience, like, I was born and raised in a war-torn country that stole my youth and how precious life is, how precious uh, um, youth is to enjoy and know who you are as a person, that you have all the privilege in these countries and yet you're lost. That's the story, the, the, the um, message that find yourself it doesn't matter wherever you are, find yourself and pursue your dream. That's another thing that this book, it's telling uh, people like, okay. yeah. So let me, let me try to share an analogy with you. You mentioned Michelle Obama and how much that book meant to you. Um, you would have never read that book if it wasn't for the hyper-targeting that happened early on in her career, in her life. Um, Because as much as you feel like that book resonates with you, she actually didn't write it for you. She wrote it for different people. What happened, think think about the beginning of the Obama's marriage. They started out in a totally different place, really small. Barack Obama didn't go around the country speaking to people right away. First, he won his neighborhood. So he was out shaking hands with everybody in his neighborhood because he wanted to be a man who was well-respected and beloved in his neighborhood. Then he went from his neighborhood to his area of the town that he was in and started to build relationships there. As he knew he wanted to be a politician, he started small. And then he went from there and built to a larger radius. He started to grow, but he could only do that because he defined who he wanted to talk to. And then he had a message and it was a specific message. He didn't try to win 100% of the vote. He tried to win 51% of the vote. That was his goal. And he was so good at it. He was so legendary at targeting people that he built the largest voter base in the history of the United States. He had to start small to go big. You have to flip your funnel on this. You have to flip how you're, you're, you're pursuing the sale of your book if you want to see your book in Michelle Obama's hands. And I want you to imagine for a second, what would it feel like to know that Michelle Obama read your book? Um, oh my God, I cannot believe that. It would be so real a uh, moment like to, 
see Michelle Obama, my book in the hands of Michelle Obama. Yeah. And then the other thing is, that was a good question. Um, not only Michelle Obama, I look up to so many people and I learn from them. It's the other person is Maya Angelou. I read her um, autobiography and there are like so many other people that I look up to. Oprah, it's my dream to have my book in the hands of Oprah. That's one of my dream. And I'm, I'm working on that um, because they're the people that struggled they're the people that uh, faced so many chaos and, 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 and stood up and uh, lead the way for us, for everyone. Um, that's, um, that's why, like, uh, when I read Michelle Obama's book, when I read Maya Angelou's, and when I read uh, so many other books that they, they faced uh, chaos, they faced like so many ups and downs in life, and then they stood up and then they shook uh, and moved on with life. It just gave me hopes that, you know what, no matter what, you still can move on. And, Absolutely. Yeah. So now that you're, you're thinking about the impact that your book can have on people's lives, and now that we've kind of talked a little bit about the importance of being as narrow as we can to start out this campaign to get your book in Michelle Obama's hands, in Oprah's hands, you got to start small. Who is the, the smallest, narrowest person that you can start with who's going to be so excited about your book that they're going to talk about it? Who is this book ideally written for? Um. Okay, this book is written for all the people that who lost their youth due to war. Okay, perfect. This now, book, okay. So is it, is it all the people or is there a group of people within that who lost their youth due to war? Because again, and, and the reason I'm asking this is because you can leave this interview with such a mission that you will know exactly how to find your reader and where to look for them. That's, that's the benefit of what we're doing. So is it all the people who lost their life to war or is it a specific kind of person who lost their life to war? Because for example, member Chicago gang members aren't going to want to read this and that's okay because somebody else wrote a book for them. They're not, we're not, we're not leaving them out. We're not saying that they're lost. We're just counting on somebody else who wrote an amazing book that will really resonate with them. So there's, a segment of people who lost their life or excuse me, their, their youth to war that you're speaking to. And who's that segment inside of that? Not necessarily. Okay. It uh, is. You have to get narrow with it. You can't sell this book unless you know exactly who you're looking for. It will be easy for you to sell yeah. a million copies if you know exactly who to, to sell it to. But if you walk into Barnes and Noble right now and you approach the cashier and say, will you buy this book? She'll look at you and be like, what? I'm the cashier. Are you going to buy that book? If you walk into Starbucks down the block from where you live and go to somebody sitting at the table who has a laptop out and he's got a suit on and a tie and you say, would you like this book? He's going to be like, no, you need to know exactly where to find them. And you can leave this interview knowing exactly where to find them if you're willing to do the uncomfortable work of narrowing your focus. It feels awful to you. It feels gross because you're like, I spent so much time on this book. I can't imagine excluding anyone who might read it. But what you're actually doing is you're admitting that you're only one person and you need the help 
of a thousand other readers to be so excited about this book that they share it with their friends. You can't reach their friends the way they can. You need to create that groundswell of love for your book. So your only job is to find right now, I would say if you can find 10 people who are perfectly suited to read this book, they will do 10 times the work for you that you could do by yourself. You need to build a team. That is true. Who are those 10 people? That's true. I agree with that. But the thing is like, um, uh, let me tell you a story. Like I went to a event, an event, and there were like uh, young people and one of the uh, girls like who uh, born and raised here, she approached me. I talked about my book. She approached me and I talked about my book and she said, wow, like, I want to read your book. I wanted to uh, discover myself because with this book, I discovered myself through all the chaos that I faced. And finally, I, f- I figured out who I am as a person, as a woman. Nowadays, to be honest, we see so many people who are privileged and who are not privileged. They face the same challenge, self-discovery, who they are as a person as a woman, as a man. This is the biggest challenge that I see nowadays, that people are confused. They don't know who they are. They just work because of like earning money to support family, but they are not happy. Happiness is very important. That's why when I met her, um, she asked about my book and I said, this book is about that. She's like, I'm going to read your book. It will help me because honestly, I don't know what I wanted to do with my life. A very young girl. And then um, that feels good. But have you heard from her again? Has she reached out to you since? Did she let Um, you know she read the book, what she thought of it? Did she read like leave a review or anything? No. So that's what you're going for. There's the reason you haven't heard from her is because it didn't quite connect with her as deeply as it will that person that it's exactly written for. My fingerprint is one of a kind. Nobody else has my fingerprint. Uh, You have to think of your book that way. And it's okay. I can, I can feel your tension at trying to funnel this down and make it narrower. And I'm inviting you to let go of that tension. You don't need to hold on to it. If you let it go, someone else will take care of it for you. Someone else will help you sell this book. You have no hope of selling this book without the help of your readers. And so it feels good to hear from from that young girl at that moment that she needs to read your book. But if she goes and she reads your book and it's not like a fingerprint to her, then she's excited she read it. She has maybe an emotional moment, but it's not so deep that she acts. You have to get the person who says like, oh, I never read books, but this book was so good. I consumed it all in one sitting. And then I went out and I made a TikTok about it. And I made a post on Twitter and I rated and reviewed it on Amazon and Goodreads because I couldn't stand the thought of the world not having this book. Let them do the outreach for you. You have to take it narrow. Who's that person who's so excited about your book that they're gonna do those actions? Okay, let me tell you another example. I don't know if it's related. Um, uh, Last week when I had my uh, um, event at the um, uh, store, like uh, bookstores, a young girl like age, um, I would say 20, she reached and she uh, picked one of my book and she said, what kind of advice 
which you gave a 20 years old like me to read your book. I said like this book, like I come from a war torn country. I, uh, in this book, I explain all the chaos that I faced. And finally I discovered myself. Um, I would tell a young girl, like the first thing, the first success in life is to find who you are as a person. I would just, this book is self-discovery. Um, it, this will help you. And I will give you the advice. That's the key to success. Find who you are as a person, as a woman. And then she said, yes, that, that's a very good advice. And I'm going to read your book. But she bought it last week. I haven't heard from her. Um, let's see if she's going to leave a review. Yeah. So, and we do have to, to wrap up. We're coming close to the end. But I, I want to bring it back to you again, uh, because I know that if, you, if you're able to reflect on what we talked about, even after we uh, end the conversation, this is your one road to finding all of the readers that you want. Even finding yourself is so personal that you can't be the person who's responsible for helping everyone find themselves. And the best way I can illustrate that is by letting you know that I could not find myself from reading your book. There's not enough shared mutual life experience for me to find myself by reading your book. I enjoyed your book. I think your book's great. It wasn't for me. I didn't know who to recommend it to. I don't know who your book is for but you do know who it's for. You can find somebody. So let me go a little bit deeper on that. I find myself from somebody who specifically tells me how to work hard and how to push my limits. And there's one specific guy out there right now who I listen to his podcast all the time. I read his books over and over and over again. He is in my head all the time, helping me to find myself because he speaks directly to my kind of person. There's another guy out there equally as popular who has a totally different message about finding yourself. And I find him to be completely honest. I find that other guy annoying. I don't like his message. It doesn't resonate with me. And that's okay because they're after totally different segments of the world. And from the outside, you might say, oh, they're both talking to the same kind of person, but it's because they figured out exactly who they're talking to and they sold out on it that they now have audiences in the millions. Both of them are billionaires. Both of them are hugely successful businessmen. That really lights me up. I understand that a portion of the people listening to this podcast stop listening to this podcast because I constantly talk about selling a million books. I constantly talk about the, the biggest kind of success. I understand I lose people because some people are happy if they find one reader. If you just find one reader, somehow to them, that's satisfying. That makes no sense to me. So as we're wrapping up, talk to me about something that makes no sense to you. This book, it's not necessarily, as you're saying, it's not necessarily for everyone. I'm not saying it's for everyone. It's for the people who face the same chaos, the same distraction as I did. It's for them. It's for the people that who lived in a war-torn country and they know like how hard it is to survive day to day. It's for them. It's, I don't expect everyone to love my book. I don't expect everyone to, uh, my book to resonate with them. Oh, of course, like as my publisher said, like, you know, when she read my book, she's like, oh my God, I enjoy my life so much. Like now I appreciate my life, like what you went through. 
of course, not everyone in the world went through what other part of the world is going through. And uh, that's okay. That's okay. Um, um, my book is um, for, for whoever like faced uh, trauma, lost their youth due to war, uh, went from country to country to call it home. It's for them. It's for the people that not to take life for granted, enjoy every single minute of, of life and help one another and then stop segregating uh, human beings by gender, by, by uh, color, by religion. Uh, stop war, do not force war on us. It's for all those peoples. And if some people do not wanted to buy it, it's okay. But it's, it's basically for, for the people that, uh, who faced chaos and went through the uh, life. Um, yeah, let me, let me encourage you to, to keep doing the thinking about the exact specific audience that you're looking for. Uh, let's wrap up, tell all of the people listening right now where they can find you and how they can buy your book. My book is online on amazon.com and everywhere, all Amazons and on Barnes and Noble uh, uh, chapters, um, Endigo and uh, Walmart. Yeah. Excellent. And do you have a website or anything? Yes, I do have a website. My website is www.parastuamadawi.com. Perfect. Okay. I will have a link to all of that information in the show notes. Really appreciate you taking Thank the time you so to much for your interview. Time. I really appreciate. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Talk soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, do me a big favor right now. Click on the follow button in whatever podcast app you're listening on. That way you'll get notifications every time I drop a new episode. And if you still can't get enough, you can go to the show notes, click the link for my newsletter, and sign up today. I'll give you one to two interesting pieces of content every single month that you won't hear on the podcast or find laying around on the internet.